Hello and welcome back to Fanfic Fanfics. Today we're doing something a little different, and I know I say that like every couple episodes, oh, we're doing something different today, but it's because I want to have fun with this podcast and not feel obligated to keep up the same formula every time. Anyway, today we are going to be reading some of my own fanfiction, and yes, you heard that correctly, some of my own fanfics, and we are going to be reading both... <sighs> We are going to be reading both some of my old stuff and my newer stuff, and hopefully my writing has improved. I feel it has, especially just reading the summaries on my old fanfiction.net account. Oh god. Oh god. Well, anyway, let's get into it. Starting off today's episode, we will be reading my first fanfic. It wasn't actually my first fanfic, but I do not want to dive into the depths of fanfiction.net and try to find my old account that is still connected to an old school email that doesn't even exist anymore, and I don't know if the account would have been deleted, but either way, I will never be able to log back into it to delete anything on there, so we're just not gonna try to find that today. But we'll start with Reggie the Replacement, which is on fanfiction.net. It was written... It was probably published and written on the day, same day, to be honest. I don't really remember. But it was published on October 17th, 2014, so I would have been 14 years old. <laughs> Author's note. My first fanfic online. Smiley face. I haven't seen Dead Like Me since I was 12, but I watched it a ton. I still liked Reggie the best, so I made a story all about her. I was walking home from musical practice when I came up with this little plot funny in my head. Hope you enjoy. Oh. This was when 14-year-old Erin was walking home all the time by herself for the first time ever from school because she was finally in the musical because she wanted to be in it for years and they were doing Aladdin Jr. but they were editing it against Disney regulations and was totally being illegal and if anyone sent the copyright to Disney they would have been sued so hard. Anyway. Um. Oh. I think this was after the day that I got chased by a tiny like, smaller than Chihuahua dog down the block. That happened twice. I was just chased by a tiny dog because I was absolutely terrified of dogs for years. Still kind of am, but not as much. But anyway, let's get into reading this bit. It is a Dead Like Me fan fiction. Dead Like Me was a show that only got two seasons and a movie. The movie sucked. Don't watch the movie, honestly. Um, But honestly... It was incredible, and I loved that show for years, and it's honestly been really helping me cope with a current loss in my life, so yay. Anyway, let's read this 1,000-some word fanfic that I wrote when I was 14. <laughs> Reggie was walking home from the collage. I know that was supposed to be college. But it says collage. Okay, okay. Gonna... 
gonna start. I'm gonna start over. Reggie the Replacement. Reggie was walking home from the college. It was the cheapest in the area for the career she wanted. Her mom didn't like it, but still said it was better than George at her age. The mom had become a lot more relaxed about George over the years, less complaining when Reggie brought her up, less crying on the date of her death. It was almost as if she was finally moving on. Reggie sighed. She had been thinking about George a lot more since she had moved back to this town. The last time Reggie saw George was when she was around 16. She knew it was her. It had to be her. Over the years, she had given up hope that her sister would be found one day, very much alive, just hiding, waiting to whisk Reggie away to some magical land where people didn't really die, but instead lived out different versions of their lives, happier ones. Reggie sighed. She had thought George had taken her boyfriend's soul to that happier place at one point. She cried for weeks over his death. Best not to think on death, she said in a whisper, quoting her mom's latest book as she made her way to the busy streets. Why's that? Reggie jumped. The person chuckled, identifying elves to be a blonde around Reggie's age, seeming to have made bad choices in life. Um, did you hear that? Reggie asked her, wandering closer to the stranger, a bit ahead of her, who was leaning on a fence. The stranger nodded, smiling a bit. Reggie couldn't help but smile back. Yeah, but you didn't answer my question. Reggie glanced at her sneakers. I was just thinking on something. The stranger nodded. I get that. Reggie looked up at her, confused. And you don't want to tell a random stranger something personal. But will you at least tell me your name? Reggie looked at her oddly. Reggie. The stranger shook her head. Full name. Reggie looked at her strangely. Reggie laughs. The stranger looked down, frowning now. In what seemed like defeat. Then gained a false smile, looking up at Reggie with tears in her eyes. Nice to see you, Reg. A tear fell from the stranger's eye down her cheek as she took Reggie's hand and started to shake it. A strange feeling of bliss came through Reggie. Do I know you? She asked, smiling at the stranger, continuing the odd handshake. The stranger nodded, more tears streaming down her face. Yes, Reggie, yes you do. The stranger pulled her into a quick hug and ran off into what appeared to be a flash of blue light. Reggie sadly did not take notice of this strange blue light due to the fact that the car sped down the street as a driver grabbed a phone to text a friend and hit Reggie. The force sent her body flying into the fence the stranger was just leaning on and into the garden next to it. Her head landed on the tomato rack, plunging. <laughs> Holy shit. Reggie did not feel this pain, however, because she watched it happen from across the street. She looked on in awe as the paramedics took the man out of the car, lifting him into an ambulance, and an EMT declared her dead. Suddenly, she felt a hand on her shoulder. She flinched. Who are you? She shouted as she spun her around. A man with short brown hair and green eyes stared down at her, a few tears escaping his eyes. I am Mason, and you, my dear, are dead. Reggie flinched at those words. As soon as they were said, she knew them to be true, yet she did not want to believe them. You're lying, she screamed over and over as ghostly tears ran down her cheeks. Mason held her until she stopped shouting. I'm sorry, but your post-it came today. The worst toilet seat. She was supposed to be doing this, not me, he mentioned, annoyed. Reggie looked up at him. Who do you mean? Mason smiled at her, chuckling. Right, you don't know. He wrapped his arm around her shoulder, pushing her out of the hug into a half of one, walking her down the street. 
You see, I am a grim reaper, and a blonde girl, seeming to be about your age, I'd say, was one as well. She popped your soul out, left you alone for a bit, then should have come back after you died and showed up here late. But she doesn't seem to be here. Reggie froze at those words, forcing them to stop in the middle of the sidewalk. What is it? What was her name? Mason chuckled, what? What was that girl's name? Reggie asked him force forcefully. <laughs> Mason smiled. Georgia. Reggie froze again, eyes wide, more tears streaming down her face. No, 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 no. She continued to repeat this walking in circles, Mason trying to stop her for an explanation. Eventually, Reggie turned around and demanded, Last name? Mason chuckled. What do you mean? Reggie glared at him. What was her last name? Mason smiled. It was last. Now, why are you... Reggie asked and sat down on the edge of the sidewalk. No, no fucking way. Mason stared at her oddly. What are you on about? Reggie stared up at him. She's my sister. I saw my sister. My sister is alive. How? Mason got bug-eyed. Oh, that must be. He sat down next to her, holding her in his arms again. Your name is Reggie, isn't it? Reggie nodded. Well, it seems you are a new reaper, Reg. Reggie flinched. What? You see, all reapers have a certain limit when they get their lights. Go whenever you get your lights. Reggie nodded, following. Georgie must have gotten hers with you, which means... He wiggled his eyebrows at her, making her giggle. You are the newest member of the city's grossest reaper task force. Reggie nodded. So what does this mean? Well, for you, it means we need to find you a place to stay and or a job. I already have an apartment. Mason smiled at that. And you are good for the next two months. Now, to the Waffle House. Reggie chuckled. The what? Mason stood up, offering her a hand. Just follow me. After rereading that, I totally get what one of the reviews meant. I read the reviews before I started recording. One of the reviews was like, you should make this a Mason X Reggie fic. And I was like, ew, gross. And then I'm just like, oh, I get the implication. But also, no, it was supposed to be buds. They were supposed to be buddies. Buddy old pals. That is honestly the only fic I feel comfortable reading out loud from my old fanfiction.net account. But we can keep going with my archive of our own account. Yay! So last year in April, on the 22nd, I wrote, Izuku panics and bathroom stalls are not made for comforting. This is 2,726 words. It has 18 comments, 564 kudos, and it is based on a personal experience I had back in high school where I sort of just randomly started panicking during math class. There was no explanation for it, but I ran and hid in a bathroom, and my math teacher sent multiple people in to check on me, and honestly, uh, I still think about it pretty much every time I'm in a bathroom stall in a public location, and I get anxiety is a bitch, man. <laughs> Let's get into it. Now this fic is a one-shot, so I'm only going to be reading part of it. Unlike the Reggie the Replacement fic, I actually kind of want you guys to read this one. <laughs> Summary. Izuku has a bad day, and Aizawa ends up finding him and learning more about the problem child's past. Izuku stood at the end of the lunch line, waiting for the day to be over already. Normally, Izuku was always excited to be at the school he trained so hard to get into. 
everything has bad days, and today was one for him. He sighed and looked at Uraraka and Ida ahead of him in line. He was surrounded by older students who he had no idea about, but according to their uniforms, they were in the general studies department. He wanted to take out his phone and look at the hero news update, or at least the class group chat, but he was already holding his tray, balancing a container of milk and a bowl of fruit precisely on it. His mind started to drift, waiting for the line to move back to why he was so far from his friends in line. Kachan ran into him in the hallway, and while their relationship had been getting better recently, it was nowhere near back to what it was when they were small children. Izuku, for the most part, has been avoiding Kachan as of late, simply due to not wanting to deal with the yelling that was more than likely to ensue from their meetups outside of the classroom. However, it is unavoidable at times, and on the way to meet Uraraka and Ida, the two bum teds. Shitty nerd, stop getting in my way! Bakugo's palms flared with explosions, identical to the way they did back in middle school when this would occur. Izuku shakily replied, Sorry, Kachan, before rushing off, ending up a little behind his two friends in line. Izuku, standing in line, thought back to the times in middle school those explosions would have led to much more than his current shaking hands and breath. Wait, when did his hands start shaking? His vision started to blur, and Izuku quickly realized he was about to cry. His chest began to race, and his lungs felt like they were on fire as he tried to blink away his tears. The line was so long, and he was so tired, and oh gosh, people were looking at him now. To Izuku's left, there was a metal row for you to fill up a plate from the salad bar and have your tray rest as you did so. Ignoring the rudeness of his actions, Izuku set his tray there and pushed his way backwards through the line. He couldn't let Ido or Uraka see him cry. They would just ask questions he couldn't answer. His breathing raced as an older student called after him. He wasn't certain what they said, but he recognized his name being used. Of course, they knew who he was. He got first in the Swartz Festival's first event. His name was well known among the school due to that fact, whether that was good or bad. He scanned the lunchroom quickly, noticing none of his classmates nearby. His breathing slowed in a minor form of relief at that, the fact. He then rushed off to his left and out to the large window room. He wasn't certain where he was going, but he needed somewhere private. His breath raised, becoming harder and harder to control as his blinking started to not work and his crying overtook him. He ducked in the closest room, which happened to be the men's restroom. He rushed into one of the stalls, locking the door behind him. He leaned his back on the door for his support before slowly sliding to the floor. Suku was a mess, sobbing uncontrollably and feeling like he couldn't breathe. What was wrong with him? Why couldn't he breathe? I'm honestly really proud of this fic. And a lot of what I have published on our type of your own. At least modernly. I'm really proud of childish tradition. The way you expect, communication is key, and all my left is at home, thrive out of spite, reverse navy. I'm really proud of these fics, and I feel like I have improved a lot as a writer over the years. And while I still have issues with things like grammar, spelling, and in general writing, but I feel like I've improved a lot, and I'm really proud of how far I've come, and I hope you check them out if you want.
If you'd like to find me on other platforms, I am RoseBadWolf1000 on Archive of Our Own. I am Art on TikTok. I am Art on Twitter and YouTube. I am BluebellAaron on Instagram. And I hope you have a fantastic day and enjoy reading some fantastic fanfics, even if they're not my own. Thank you.